This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, this is Arjun. Winning is fun, but winning big puts us on the path to long-term sustained wins. And that's something I really love to create paths to get there. I've also found that each one of us are different. Our paths to win are different. And that's the reason it's very important to listen and have conversations with people in all walks of life, all over the world, because it's those nuggets from different individuals when we build them together that can create our own paths to win big. On that spirit, today I have two fascinating guests. And my VIP guests are Elias Crum and also Mark Van Horik. And a little background is these guys together are known as the marketing guys. And when you find two individuals who are known as the marketing guys, they act like marketing guys, but more importantly, they make impact like the marketing guys. I had to talk to them, okay? And I emphasize on had to because these are amazingly cool human beings. They're the co-host of Marketing Technology Podcast. So first of all, Elias, he is the founder of Marketing Guys and writes article, organizes Marketing Technology Day. He loves marketing and entrepreneurship, worked with KPN Dutch Telecoms, XS for All and Ram Mobile Data in marketing and sales leadership roles in Europe and in US. Mark is the managing, uh, managing partner of Proteactor IT cybersecurity company, host of video podcast for cybersecurity stories. Mark worked as a marketer in, real, in the realm of digital worlds since mid nineties, has special interest in marketing technology, which led them to be part of marketing guys where he helps companies succeed using MarTech. One more thing I want to talk to you guys all about these marketing guys is at the end, we'll share the website and everything, but you must go to their website and check their logo. Because when I saw their logo, I realized that a lot of us talk marketing, but don't live marketing, branding in our own world, but these guys did. So Elias Mark, welcome to Secrets to Win Big. And as you see, I'm already a huge fan of you guys. So no pressure. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Arjun. It's, yeah. uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for that great intro. <laughs> You're setting some high expectations there, Arjun. So uh, I'm looking forward for our interview and uh, hopefully we can share a lot of valuable stuff today. Absolutely. So first of all, you know, this is a question you guys may have been asked hundreds of times. So what made two incredible talents who see the world differently, but have a common thread come together? And what's the value each one of you bring to make marketing guys this cool concept in your business? Elias, we'll start with you and then Mark, you want to jump in? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so uh, Mark, Mark will jump in, I know him. So um, absolutely. So um, yes, Mark and I met a couple of years ago through a mutual friend and colleague um, who introduced me to Mark. 
Um, she's no longer a colleague, actually. But, uh, you know, Mark uh, has decided to, uh, to that, that our little cooperation works pretty well. And I think he, he is uh, very enthusiastic about it. Um, we met, I think, three, four years ago. Um, and Mark had, a, had, had some background in marketing. I founded Marketing Guys 10 years ago. This is our 10th uh, anniversary, actually, this year. So hopefully we can celebrate and take the team somewhere, fly somewhere when, once the COVID uh, has, let's say, been reduced a little more. Um, the, the thing, you know, you're asking what, what do you add? What, what's your specific uh, value? You know, what I tend to say is that I like to create stuff from, from scratch. I like to create um, something from nothing. So start businesses, um, start from scratch when there is virtually nothing. So um, I, I, I have made like a career that is a little upside down. I started at a very big company, Royal Dutch Telecoms, KPN. We had like 30, 35,000 people there at the time. Um, and then moved to Access for All, which is an ISP, an internet service provider, um, during the dot-com boom, the first boom, and um, they had like 300 employees. And then I ended up at uh, Ram Mobile Data, where I had the pleasure of setting up an office in the U.S., and we had like 100 people. Um, before I started in 2011, thinking like, you know, I, I'd like to start something from, on my own. Um, and before I knew it, we were 10 people, and uh, <laughs> my wife was telling me to uh, to to move out of uh, out of the house because she didn't like all the men and women on the on the dining table anymore. You know, she wanted us to move into offices, and you know that's that's a long story short. And then uh, you know that's that's the thing I I really like to to do is is make something out of nothing. Um, it's always easy to have an idea. Uh, you know, ideas are easy. Um, it's all about the execution. And I, I like to um, think, you know, what kind of ideas can I move into something, into a business? You know, an, an idea without a business value is just a, a hobby, right? So if you don't have a business model behind it, if you don't know how to make money on it, um, and it shouldn't be the, 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 you know, making money is not, is never a purpose, but, you know, as you have to make money in order to have a, 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 a living and to, to, to have a, you know, a, a, a business that matters. So that's, that's in short, my answer. Mark. What, oh, yes. How, what would you add to that? And also, if you want to tell me a little bit about marketing guys, because all three of us know in the marketing world, the world doesn't need another branding company but the world does need marketing guys because you guys are really unique and add a niche. So tell me a little bit about your role and what's the unique niche of marketing guys in this space. I was always interested in technology. Uh, I've got a marketing background, but always did something with technology or since 1995, something like that. And um, when I met Elias, um, we were talking about uh, marketing technology and he actually said, well, how do you think to join us and, and pick that marketing technology part? What I, uh, in, in 2010, I had the choice doing something with HubSpot. That was something completely new in those days or go with another technology part. And that was cloud. <laughs> I chose for cloud. Um, and, uh, but, in 2017, um, indeed via that mutual contact, 
I, uh, I, I, I had a chat with uh, Elias and, and we came up with this marketing technology uh, part and, uh, and he said, well, how would you like to join us and, and bring that to the next level? And I said, oh, that sounds great. Well, honestly, I didn't, was very interested in a average marketing company. But with Elias, I thought, oh gosh, this is interesting because now you got this intersection between marketing technology, mm-hmm. and uh, and that can make really a difference and and stand out, and it is indeed uh, the the whole marketing technology part that sets apart set us apart um, from uh, from the rest. Um, there are uh, there are, I think there are a zillion marketing agencies all full service or whatever, what you want to call them. Mm -hmm. There are just a few MarTech agencies. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that uh, the marketing guys are really, especially in the the Netherlands, but we're we're, we're expanding to Western Europe. And so is uh, that we want to be really on the fore fore end of everything what's uh, with marketing technology. That's the reason why we also set up the marketing technology podcast. And that's great. We fire this podcast, and you should know that also as Arjun, you meet a lot of interesting people, but you see and hear all these passions of, of how you can use technology to help people, to help companies. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that Elias and I share is really the, the urge to help uh, companies really to succeed. That that's also what we then we help companies succeed, and but by using the right technology, and there are a zillion tools. I think that um, uh, there are about seven thousand or eight thousand. I'm not sure about that, Elias. Uh, what the count is at this moment? Uh, it's probably at nine thousand. <laughs> nine thousand at the moment. Um, but sifting through that and really getting finding the gems and 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 using them mm-hmm. to help your customers um, really that, that's one of the great things of marketing technology. You're using tech stuff to make your marketing more personal, mm-hmm. more geared to people, and it's that combination. Um, it's that making it I more love. human, yeah. as well. Absolutely. And that's, that's the paradox, using technology to become more human. And mm-hmm. that's what really, and therefore the marketing guys is really, because otherwise we could have been the MarTech agency or something like that. Yep. No, we're the guys, you know, we're people, we're human. I love that. People relate love to us. Yeah. I also love the way you complement each other because Ilias, you took me to a very higher level when you started talking about start something out of nothing. It's very intriguing. I really wanted to know because all of us have a lot of surplus of nothing. If we mm-hmm. can make something out of nothing, it's like an amazing cell and that's a beautiful line. Yep. But what really hit me hard after that when you talked about ideas are easy, but ideas without a business value and then you clarified business value is not just making money, but adding a value mm-hmm. is... You know, without that, it's just a hobby and to make it sustain. And, you know, Mark, I loved when you talked, introduced MarTech, but then I really wanted to understand what it is. And then, you know, I got it because when you said that you help companies succeed using the right tools. And then the moment you said that in Western Europe, you have 9,000 plus tools. And if I was, let's say, CMO of a marketing company, that's not my core skills. And going on the wrong path with the best strategy will totally 
minimize the impact of the strategy. And I love that last part when you talked about use technology to make it more human, like that is a gem. Like between all that, this is simply amazing. So now I want to stay a little bit on the vision side. Like anytime you guys go through, I always feel that the best of marketing people have the skill they see an opportunity. And I just go back to what Elias, you said is start something from nothing. Like you see those things. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Like when you meet a new client, what's the process for you to see beyond like doors and ideas what others don't? Mark, which time we start with you because Elias is ready to jump on this. Oh, I will. I will. (laughs) Don't be afraid. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, um, I think the most important thing is when you're with a client and, and so it's really to listen to them. Um, because sometimes they come with a, a, a prospect that they want something or, or then uh, Elias uh, knows that because that was one of the, also one of the first uh, parts that we had uh, uh, when we met each other is that you had a client and they, they said, we want a Facebook campaign. Okay, great. Why do you want a Facebook campaign? Uh, everybody, it's, it's does. Also, yeah, everybody does that. And 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 I read in the the in-flight magazine that that was the way to go. <laughs> so and and when we said, yeah, but what's what's the what's your goal? What's the reason why you want to do that? So let's let's go back to that. So by having a plan we've got a five steps plan uh where we take the whole framework but also asking them questions and listening to them listening is a very difficult skill not a lot of people do that everybody wants to talk Mm -hmm. only a few want to listen but if you listen and listen what they have to say instead of oh i know it better and therefore i i'll i'll talk no, if you listen to them, then you can ask the right questions. And very often these right questions, they expose what the real reason is why they're visiting you. And that's not that Facebook campaign, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Facebook not- campaign can be, of course. Magazine is not the right yeah. reason. Love that. So it is, how do you add to that brilliant answer? Yeah, I think I think Mark shared some great stuff already. We have a uh, a five step plan, and that's once we already are you know, let's let's say speaking to a customer or a prospective customer. Um, one a few things I'd like to add there, and they might sound easy or obvious, but um, what I see happen a lot when you're finding new customers, when you're prospecting for new customers, and I think you know everyone in business, especially if you're a business owner is in sales as well. So you're not only in marketing, you're always in sales. You need to find new customers. You need to work on your prospecting. And there's tons of ways to do that. Um, but what I see a lot happening is that, you know, people tell what they are selling. You know, you know, we could, we could, tell, we could tell you a lot about all the technology that we sell, how cool it is, what it does for you, et cetera, how, how fast it is improving your business, how much ROI it is giving, how much new features are added, et cetera. There's a new shiny object around each corner every day in MarTech. And we can tell you a lot, but you know what I've learned is that 
it really works well if you explain to a prospective customers why customers or prospects like people like them came to us. So Arjun, people like you came to us, those CMOs like you came to us for two reasons. And in our case, that's the two reasons are they, they just need more revenue, more lead generation. They need to do more business. And the second reason they have is they need to have insights into ROI. So if I ask, ask uh, uh, prospective customers that question and tell them, you know, people like you come to us for this and this reason, you know, they want to they want to learn more instead of, you know, let's say asking and telling, et cetera, because Mark already told told uh, told us that, you know, we talk too much. People talk too much. I tend to talk too much, you know, especially salespeople talk too much. So instead of giving a huge introduction about yourself, just mm -hmm. tell them two things. And in our case, two things, people come to us for those two reasons. Um, and it sounds obvious, but if you do that, you know, that that's a guaranteed success. And I didn't, you know, invent that myself. I'm a big fan of Mike Weinberg. Uh, he's a, a New York Times uh, bestseller uh, author. Um, uh, Jeff Blount, they do the same. You know, I read those books. I read a lot. We'll come to that later, maybe, you know, but, you know, um, it really helped me to, let's say, instead of doing a new prospective customer visit and telling all about myself and my company, just mm -hmm. to ask those two questions or tell them those are the reasons people come to you, uh, people like you come to us. Yeah, what I really like is how you make it so simple. You know, I just feel all of a sudden we are not in a marketing branding business podcast, we are in a relationship podcast. Yep. Like my daughter kept telling me that, that can you listen to listen? Listen means that can you empty your mind? Like 100% of your mind that, okay, that's asking too much. Can 95% or 80% of you be here? And, and, you know, to me, what Mark, I loved the first part where you positioned this as start by listening. And you also helped me because listen to listen is a concept we all use, but you really helped me understand is you're listening to ask the right questions. And I love that example. Why do you want to do Facebook advertising? You know, let's figure it out. And then what I also loved is once you know the destination, then you're putting a framework and a process, everything together. And the big takeaway for me there is guys, when we talk to any client, customer, whatever it is, you could be in B2B, B2C, anywhere, before you jump to a solution, pause, ask. Like that's a common courtesy, like the person giving us time. And then, you know, Ilias, I loved how you looked at and just put the whole client first principles. And if I add what both of you said, I'm just looking at by saying, I learned three things. One is listen, ask the right questions, and then show them proof of the value others have seen in you. And those had two parts. One is revenue and ROI. Simply brilliant, simply brilliant. Okay. But the brilliant part is not what you said, it's how you said it and how simply you make that simple. So looking, going through LinkedIn and seeing the success you guys have had individually and together, this is the part where I would just give you an opportunity to brag shamelessly <laughs> because you have taken clients to not just satisfied state, but you have taken them to wow moments where clients feel and say, I just can't believe marketing guys 
did this? What just happened? Like, that's the big difference between an average versus the best is the best takes us to a moment where I would just tell you guys, if I was a client by saying marketing guys, I can't believe what you just did. So what is that OMG wow moment that you take mm -hmm. clients to? How do you do that? And if without breaking confidentiality, you can share some of your favorite moments that gives you goosebumps and gives you the impetus to drive further, that'll be huge. So Elias, you want to start this time? Sure, sure. So you, you want me to start bragging about this? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, so I, I won't do that. You know, okay. it's like I always put customers first. So um, absolutely. So uh, the, the, the big thing about this, about this OMG or wow moment, um, I always tend to have myself um, when I speak to marketers and I speak to a lot of marketers. So customers that we have include big banks like Standard Chartered Banks uh, Bank or uh, big software companies or um, even manufacturing companies like St. Coban or Descartes Software. You know, we have big customers, but we also have the smaller customers. You know where we come from. I founded the company 10 years ago, so you never have the big customers in, the, in year one. So, you know, we and we respect those customers. We have a loyal customer base. You know, customers are, you know, on average use our services four to five years. So that's that's actually pretty, pretty long. Um, the thing that always is my OMG moment I have because I'm turning it around from, from the customer having an OMG moment to, to my OMG moment, but um, I'll come to that in a second, is that no matter how big a customer or company is, no matter how, let's say, VP, senior or presidential a marketer is or a CMO, um, I always find it, you know, stunning to hear from, from, from them that they don't have insights in their marketing ROI. You know, there is a um, saying, you know, there, and there's lots of sayings, but one of these sayings is that you're, you're investing the 50% of your marketing budget into um, customers that are never going to buy your stuff. You're, you're basically throwing it away, but ne you never know which part that 50% is. So no matter if it's like a hundred K or a, a hundred million that you're spending on, on marketing, half of it is just flushed down the drain. Um, you're spending on people uh, or campaigns that are not resulting in anything. Um, and we help companies to get that insights very easily. And it's not hard to get that insight. You know, if you run a CRM like Salesforce and you add some marketing automation to it, you, you just put your tactics into place and, you know, within a couple of weeks, you'll have insights into how your marketing is performing, what, what a lead cost, because, you know, the basic questions we have in our frameworks are, include like measurement, measurement instruments, like what does it cost you to get a new customer? So what's your customer acquisition cost? What's your customer lifetime value? All those kind of, in my eyes, simple questions are you know, answered very vaguely or not by the majority of marketers. So, and I always find it stunning. That's the OMG moment where, where the, the marketer has its OMG moment that it's easy to solve that problem. Now that problem to, to get that insight is just using some, um, some stuff that, uh, that's, uh, um, that is uh, having the right stuff in place. I think Mark, do you want to add something there? Elias says, yeah. 
very, very smart. The camera goes a little dark. So <laughs> yes, you just cannot be that smart, my friend. So Mark, just tell me a little more about the inspiration, the wow moments, you know, any specific examples and how do you guys get there? Yeah, I think that it, it's uh, um, an extra part of what Elias uh, just said. It's about the insight part. If you, um, and it's always been um, a part of me that has a little bit of a problem of the way that we marketeers and salespeople regard our, let's use the word, target group. The word target and capturing their emails, we, we're using language that is from hunting, yeah. prey. Mm -hmm. And I believe that our goal is to use the technology to build relationships. And building relationships means that you know, have to know who is on the other side. If I'm going to build a relationship, I need to know who's the other person and using technology mm -hmm. to get inside of that part, that's where I often see the OMG on our customer side. They come in the first instance, we want more leads. Mm -hmm. So we want to have more contacts, we want more leads. But we set up, we're using the technology also to set up what we call a master list. And that master list is one big framework mm -hmm. with all kinds of segments of who all your contacts are. So instead of what you see in your Google Analytics, I got a bunch of visitors, we break them down mm -hmm. to very micro segments so that you can see and feel who are your contacts which ones are the real ones which one are the gems which one does need a little bit more help in guidance or nurturing as we call that in marketing jargon and when we have set that up and our customers can really see they see a bunch of contacts and they can click on it and they can see who these people are that insight that is very often that is a gosh I know more mm -hmm. about my customer. I know much more. It's not a bunch of, it is a group of individuals. And therefore we can help with the technology. We can help the, 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 the terminology of personalization mm -hmm. to make it real personal. And personalization is absolutely not just dear Arjun. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's personal know the personalization part is knowing all the aspects what are the pain points that are in what what are all these aspects and and if we know the pain we can help them uh, relieve that pain and go forward and getting that success when our customers see that they say gosh we came for the lead generation but we're getting all this insight and now you can start now you can start building relationships that's very often what i see that that's the wow and i personally find that also a wow moment i think that consistency is unless you feel it wow it's tough to fake it because wow is a very uh you know instinctive way of getting there you really have to do it from the heart not just manipulate or create and the thing I loved is not just the fact 
But I love the mindset that you were talking about is words like target. Okay? Yeah, so to me, we are not in the hunting business, nor we are in the stalking business. Like think for a second, okay, with my wife Chitra, before I met her, if I found a few informations and I was targeting her and you know, dropping roses to wherever she would be next, I would be you know, having this conversation with you guys from behind bars, okay? So, <laughs> but that, and even if not, she wouldn't have ever started a relationship with somebody who doesn't try to understand her, but takes shortcuts. And I just want to also refer to an amazing moment is, you know, a restaurant chain in US, you know, Kalpanera, they're growing amazingly fast and one of the top chains. Their former CEO, Blaine Hurst, he changed the path of the company with a very simple phrase. He asked people, which segment am I in? Because, you know, this, they were very smart. They were breaking customers into segments. And he just said three words. He said, I'm Blaine. And he kept repeating. And I got it when he finally kept saying it that I'm not a segment. I'm not segment 18.2. And don't treat, treat me with a treatment, which is the average of 18.2. I am Blaine. And I love, Mark, what you talked about. It's not just the name or customizing it. It's all about my pain point and me feeling it, I love that. But then I just want to take this to the next level because thinking about it is easy, doing it is difficult, but doing it consistently is the biggest challenge. So that's the part where I would ask is, what does marketing guys do that takes the delivery of the promise that you got me excited if I was a client, that with you, I have the highest chance of delivering it consistently. Mark, you want to lead that? Well, first of all, um, you have to act as a team. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, it will never work if it's just a marketing guy's thing or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, it, it cannot be, I've got here a thing, I want this and good luck with it. That won't work. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we have very intense um, relationships with our customers where we uh, um, go through all kinds of processes. We think them out together um, and we constantly, because there's no magic thing, just push these buttons and it will work. Every company, every situation is unique. And there are so many variations and variables that you have to take in account. So what you see is you've got a result. And with that result, you, you, uh, you, you test it and you, you discuss it also and say, is this, is this liking what you, what, what you want? Is, is this how you think that your customer and talk with sales? Mm -hmm. Don't be in a marketing island this whole marketing and sales alignment of sales and marketing alignment, we've talked a lot about, but that's so crucial. You have to work in, as a team. Mm -hmm. Sales and marketing has to work as a team. Customer agency has to work with a team. And in that way, you can set up the best things and make it also consistent because they are part of this. Mm -hmm. It's not just one person thinking and doing this. It is this whole team. And even we in the company, 
you have to get all the people with the right skills mm -hmm. and also admit that you don't have all those skills. Don't do everything on your own, really participate. Mm -hmm. And when you have that part, then you've got your consistency. Love so that. that's one part of the thing. So by talking with the customer, getting the feedback, optimize. It's a, it's a, you're never finished because the world is changing it's the the one thing that's constant is that there is no constant it's everything is changing uh, the, the 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 constant is change um but by using the the uh, working with the customer and working with your colleagues and work with sales and marketing all of these aspects then you get the feedback loop and therefore you can uh, deliver on that promise but also in a constant and constant way. So, Elias, for you, let me change the question a little bit. Okay. So, the moment you called your team, the marketing guys, and I put the before because in my mind, there's only one marketing guys. Okay? So, it's the. So, right now, right away, you put yourself in a very incredible but tough situation because you said the promise to be the marketing guys, okay? which means that you constantly have to push yourself and constantly deliver and keep yourself at the cutting edge. Like marketing guys in 2021 has to be better than marketing guys in 2020 and marketing guys in 2025 has to be even. So how do you deliver consistently and how do you push yourself to become constantly better? That's I love that question, Arjun. It's uh, and and I think that's uh, that's giving some extra depth in this uh, conversation because um, you know we, as I just explained, this is our tenth year, so our tenth anniversary um, of of the marketing guys. We've gone internationally, and but to be honest, it's it's a planned thing. You know, we I have planned for success, and um, I think that. During 2012 or 13, I once uh, read uh, a book about the, the Rockefeller habits. It's called mm -hmm. Scaling Up. You might be familiar with the book. Um, and I encourage every business owner to visit that website, scalingup.com. There is a one or two minute video that explains you how to work on your business and using the right uh, tools there. Actually, the, the Rockefeller habits is just a process. It's just a methodology, and it's one of the many methodologies. There, there might be many more that help you succeed, but my point here is that a methodology, a process for growth really helps you in achieving those goals. So we work in a four-year cycle, so we have four years uh, that we plan for. So our big, hairy, audacious goal, our BHAC for 2024 is to be the number one MarTech agency for Europe. Um, and we plan back to the day. Every day we have a, uh, a daily meeting through Teams at the moment to, in which everyone explains how they contribute to that success, what's in their way, and how they need some help in this. So um, we have weeklies, weekly, uh, monthly, uh, and, and quarterly meetings in which we have a quarterly goal, a rock that we achieve. So we, we have just, uh, we are just about to set up a new goal for Q1 
um, of 2021, but the, the, the rock for last uh, quarter, we, we uh, completely made. So we're going to celebrate that. But you need a methodology to success. If you don't, you know, put that um, point on the horizon, if you don't, let's say, set up a goal, you might not reach that goal. You know, you need a goal to reach a goal. So um, if you're not doing that, if you just, let's say, uh, if your goal is just to do more or better, you know, that's not going to work. Make it smart. Um, make sure you have a goal and you work toward that goal. Because if you don't set that goal, you're not going to reach it. You're not going to be there. I love that. So you're listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Today, my VIP guests are none other than the marketing guys. Elias Kram and Mark Van Horik, known as the marketing guys, they are co-host of Marketing Technology Podcast. But what is incredibly fascinating in this conversation is the consistency and the simplicity of their conversation. But at every point, they put clients first and they always are trying their level best to create wow OMG moments for their clients using in the marketing tech world. So now we'll go to a rapid question where three to seven word answers and we'll start every time with Mark and then go to Elias. So go beyond marketing. With all your experience, what's your advice to anyone in any walk of life, three to seven words about being successful as a leader? Mark? Um, choose your right team. Choose your right team. Elias? Yep, absolutely. So uh, we did not talk about this, Mark, but, you know, <laughs> I, I put it down like this, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. You know, it's the teamwork makes a dream work. You know, you need, you need a good team with different people, people not like yourself to be successful. And, you know, if you're it, together, you, you always achieve more. Um, you need that as a leader. Brilliant. Yeah, who needs clones? Start with you. Elias, how do you define a big win? A big win, I would say in, in a few words, is um, good for the customer and good for the company. And not only in a financial way, but in a true added value. Love that. Good for the company and the client, added value. Mark? Impactful. Impact. How do you define impact? Well, the things that makes a real difference. And I, I mean real difference. And uh, as Elias said, it's not just the money part. Mm -hmm. um, it's, 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 yeah. Okay. It, it makes that difference that in, in, a, in, a, in a social and emotional way that you say, gosh, no, through these events, things are, have become better or more that I want. And that's not just expressed in euros. What's one reason companies fail to win big? To what you're asking, actually, well, let, let me take the question, Arjun. You know, um, I work with European companies and American companies, and I think um, companies are failing when they're short-term focused. Your, your American system based on quarters, you know, that's, that's really can be disastrous, I think, to uh, having the right employees, people are switching to other companies, margins, 
people know, in, especially in software, customers know that they just wait until the end of the quarter to get like a cheaper price. So I would say that short-term focus mm -hmm. is really a reason to fail. I love that. Think if I was running a marathon and I showed you guys how I did in the first 100 meters, I set a world record for running the first 100 meters of a marathon. You know Arjun is not finishing the marathon. Okay? Absolutely. And now on top of it, if you hire me as a CMO and give me quarterly bonus incentives. Yep. And sometimes I love that answer because the short-term wins may not be connected to the long-term. Mark, this would be tough for you to add anything to this. Um, What's the reason companies fail, Mark? Yeah, yeah. So there's, if they if they fail is that they they do not really know what they're doing for whom they are doing it for. So so if they are doing it for themselves and they look from their perspective, so very product organization oriented. Mm -hmm. um, I think that nowadays it's very important to really think from the customer point of view. Well, they're the ones that are going to pay the bills. And if they love you, if you can build a relationship with them, you've got a future. And that's, I think, one of the most important things that companies, if they don't get that part, mm -hmm. then they're up for failure. And maybe they did it well in the past, but in the future, yeah. I think it's very important that they understand what they're doing, for whom they are doing this for. And I take it back to the example you gave earlier is me coming to you by saying, hey, you know, I want to do a Facebook ad campaign because I read it in an airline magazine. I have no clue who my target is. Why am I doing it? I love the whole connectivity. So now taking it to a little different level, you know, I work with top athletes who remove the word no or impossible from their dictionary. What's a word not in Mark's dictionary? And secondly, if I were to come and be an intern and work with you, what is the phrase that I would hear Mark say most often? Gosh, <laughs> that's a, a, a very good question. What's not in my dictionary? Um, I... I'm actually, uh, from nature, uh, an optimistic uh, person. Um, not so to say I don't give up and all that kind of stuff, but I always believe that the future will be bright. Mm -hmm. So um, being being negative, uh, being down, uh, that's not really an advantage. It's not that I'm overly optimistic that everything is. I'm very much realistic mm -hmm. but i always believe in in the good side of people and the good side of society although if you listen to the news too often <laughs> and go on twitter you always see might get a different impression but i always believe that that's uh, so that's not really necessarily what's not in my nerve, but that's what how i uh, how i believe in yeah Please? yeah well, uh, you know um Colleagues sometimes hate me for this, but I, I don't say no to customers. Hmm. I do say no to other people. You know, my wife will tell you, but, you know, I, I, and my kids will tell you that he, he sometimes says no. But, you know, I, I wanted to, I, instead of saying uh, we can't do that, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I usually tend to say, you know, we're going to find a way on how to do this mm-hmm. instead of, you know, I'll, I'll never say no. And Mark will probably second this. You know, I, I just always try to find a way, even if a que- customer asks a question and I see Mark thinking, you know, this is not possible. I, I always think, you know, yes, of course, you know, let's see how we can make this work. So that's uh, that's always my approach. And I second Mark there in, in you know, um, bright, bright future. Why worry about tomorrow? You know, that's, that's uh, you know, if, if you have to worry about tomorrow, you shouldn't probably start an enterprise. Brilliant. Yeah, I think, I, I think also is, and that's a little bit, you have to think in possibilities. So I'm not saying that impossible because sometimes indeed Elias comes with a thing and then he sees my, uh, my uh, Roger Moore look with one eyebrow <laughs> going up. Or a Clooney. Uh, uh, the George Clooney versus, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you always have to think in possibilities. Mm-hmm. There is always, if it's not one way, then it's up to your creativity to find that there is an, an alternative way. Mm-hmm. So this is a fascinating conversation. So I just want to go to a last question. And this question is literally, I want each one of you to ask each other, okay? So, Ilias, I'll start with you. First of all, I want a three to seven words about the coolest thing about Mark as that business partner to celebrate. And then what would be a question that you have for Mark? And then I would follow the same thing Mark asked me. So, but I want you to talk about three to seven words, what is cool about Mark being part of the marketing guys? Cool. So yeah, what I really like about uh, Mark um, is the entrepreneurial spirit he has. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he has had tons of other businesses, and he's he always has a new idea. Um, so that's what I really like about him. Uh, what I like about him as an employee, and it's almost like an entrepreneurial employee that we have. So I I can't wish for more. So that's absolutely something I I like. Um, my Obvious question there is, what's next, Mark? <laughs> what's your next idea? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I've had so many ideas, and some were great, and some were, as an idea, great, but the um, implementation was difficult, and therefore, it's very important to have the right team. And... Um, and that's exactly a, a, a right. I'm not sure if you say that in English, but in Dutch, it's, it's a bridge to uh, to my part of the. Mm-hmm. What I like about El- Elias is, and what I think he's doing good is, is first of all, he's always optimistic. So that's a good thing. You if 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 the boss is and the partner is feeling down, that will have, of course, an, an, a negative impact of the rest. Uh, but I uh, I respect him from that he has really created and built a business from scratch, mm-hmm. and also he listens to uh, to other he listens to his uh, uh, employees. He made I think that's one of the brilliant steps or so because when I uh, entered uh, was part of um, marketing guys, we made the switch to become a Martech agency, and I thought that that was one of the best decisions um that he that he made and 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 in 2020 that really pulled off that decision made a big difference um and i think also that uh with elias another good thing that he does he 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 got the right people 
uh, around it, especially in the last part, because in the beginning of course we had some other, uh, but that was really trying to fight the right uh, balance. But the team that is uh, that we have now is is so much. Um, uh, it, it how do you say that complementary? Mm-hmm. You know, there is nobody is exactly the same. We all have our skills, and it's really he 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 created he he surrounded him with the right people, and I think that that's also one of. The, so he's got good, he's got good ideas. He has the he's got this radar to see. Oh, we have to change and go that way. And the third one is he has surrounded himself with uh, with the right people. And uh, um, yeah, what's the, the next question? That's a little bit difficult. What's next or something like that? Because we already know that until 2024, we know what the mm-hmm. question may be after that is what after 2024? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, and that's and I, I love that question. You know, it's I, I always tell people I, I love to um, be an entrepreneur. I love to explore new stuff, make make something from scratch. So um I'm uh, always uh, trying to use that radar that you're uh, mentioning, Mark. Uh, you know what's 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 new, and I read stuff. I read a lot of books. I read a lot of magazines. Like like I really recommend uh, Bloomberg Business Week, for, uh, especially the longer stories that they have. Um, so one of the things that that always caught my attention there was, and it's it's weird because it, we're in Martech now, but pets. You know, people invest tons of money into their pets. Instead of, let's say, Americans, instead of uh, getting more kids, they're getting more pets and they're investing up to 100 to 150 bucks a, a month on their pets. So, you know, it could be something in pet food, pet toys, pets, you know, offline, online, but it's definitely going to be something entrepreneurial. And I'll never, you know, let's say, sell a business and start living uh, as a, as a uh, uh, let's say, Somewhat somebody that that's just uh, investing or you know I, I always like to do stuff make the difference you know work with people together it's always going to be in a team I love to be in a team to have different people surrounding me you know different people sometimes I hate those people uh, and I think you know, you know it's that it's you, you need to have a set of different people around you to be successful and in the end you'll always achieve more i sometimes have to remind myself of that but you know uh it, it, it's it's brought me a lot and um you know that's going to be you know the next thing is going to be something entrepreneurial as well yeah i think that that's also um i think you have to do something like that is i've I also do like in cybersecurity now and the thing is is that besides with the uh, the, the marketing technology you also have something other different and that really uh, that spins your creativity you really have to it's like you're yep. young again or something like that so i'm now very much in the in, in also in the cybersecurity part and i think that that's also so i'm curious to know if what allies and as he said maybe pet food so maybe we'll be the pet food guys or the pet guys <laughs> that's the part where you know somebody smart had once told me that eight out of 10 things that we need to do to excel in our field already exists in a business far, far away, okay? Which means I really think that keeping that open, even if you don't guys don't go into the pet foods business, but learning how it works is totally unique. And the moment you said pets, I right away had a smirk on my face because in our household of three, my wife, 
our dog and myself, dog is Yuki, I'm number three, like very, very clear. <laughs> My wife is vegetarian, okay? And she has no problems with me getting grilling salmon. But recently when she realized I can grill salmon for our pet Yuki, for the first time in eight years, she asked me, can we get organic salmon? I'm like, really girl, for last eight years, you were not worried about me having any salmon. Now you're worried about organic salmon. Your but pet needs that. Yeah, that, that's the part, what about me? And then I didn't want that question to be followed because I didn't want to know the answer. So again, this is such a fascinating conversation and I could talk to you guys for hours. So to summarize, do you want to share a contact information, where can people all over the world get in touch with the cool marketing guys and see their website and most importantly, their logo? So absolutely, you know, marketingguys.com, obviously. So uh, that's uh, where, where you can find us uh, on the uh, the team page. You'll, you'll find our info as well. Um, of course, LinkedIn, there is only one Elias Crum uh, and Mark Van Horek, of course. Um, just shoot me an email on Elias at marketingguys.nl. I have to say we, we, for our email, we'd use the .nl because we're from the Netherlands, but you know, LinkedIn works fine. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn every day. So that, that works for me. And if you reach out to Mark the next 24 hours, he'll share the secrets of his George Clooney look. You know, that's an exclusive special. Okay. <laughs> you know, this is a fascinating conversation. And some of the things, you know, what I really liked was, you know, especially with three people, the conversation was not planned, but it just had an amazing flow. Like the very fact you started at the very beginning talking about, you know, start something out of nothing. The ideas are not easy. Like all of us can sit and create more ideas, especially now that we are all, you know, locked down, we are on our own, but connecting ideas to business values and business values are not just money. It is something of purpose, something that, you know, it's for the brand, it's for the customer as you start looking at. After that, I really liked from there, as you start going through is, you know, what is marketing tech? It's about helping companies take their strategy using the right tools. And what was baffling to me was not being in the tech world myself, is there's 9,000 plus choices, which means by default, my odds of me making the right choice is one divided by 9,000. And I would rather get a partner to help me there and then after that, I love the way you made it. You guys both made it low tech. You just made it into what works in relationships. It's all about start with the right question. Listen to clients, ask the questions. Questions are, what is the reason you're in? What's your, what are your goals? What business are you in? What, who are your customers? And that's the part where Mark, I loved when you talked about is let's use words our customers use not use words like target or this, like this is not a game of me trying to impress each other. Like, yeah, I have clarity about my target. No, at the end, what you guys both talked about is you are using technology not to separate from customers, but to be more human. And I loved that part, that that will stay with me for a long time. And finally, as you started going through what was incredible about the appreciation each one of you have about your differences, which I really love because you both, real, that's the part where you both realize you need each other. And I think Elias, you also talking about that, you know, there are times we work with people we don't like, but that's okay. Because yep. appreciating the difference is very important because if we, I surround myself with five origins, at best I'll be an 80% origin. 
or even less because very soon I wouldn't look outside. And that's the part where I think the diversity of opinion, respecting each other, but having the common goal and clarity. And I don't also want to get lost in this conversation is there was something hidden that you guys shared that when Ilias, sorry, Mark asked Ilias about what's next. The answer was that, sorry, it was the other way around. Mark was like, dude, we know what we're doing till 2024. So what's next means what happens beyond 2024. I'm right away writing it down. I want to be like these guys. Like I want to have 50% clarity like these guys, not for 2024 till 2022, I'll give myself an A plus, but that was an amazing message. Don't be short-term focused. Don't be short-term <laughs> focused, okay. So again, thank you. This was an amazing, fascinating conversation. Thank you both. Thank you. Absolutely. It was a pleasure yes. being here, Arjun, and I'm looking forward to be uh, to be uh, back when we're in the pet business. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> and, and Yuki will be your number one customer, and I will be the buyer. So for Yuki, nice. organic salmon uh, business. You'll be part of our focus group, then, with Yuki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it has to do something with salmon. Thank you very much, Arjun. Well. Thank you. Thank you very much, Arjun. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Again, a fascinating conversation. And this is the reason, as I started with the promise, when you listen to people from all walks of life all over the world, you leave with incredible nuggets. Marketing guys rock. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, Brand Whisperer top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.